Welcome to everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. You're joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper and Sandra Robson, as we dive into the persecuted church, the suffering church. And today's title is very simply Understanding the Times. And we are with Barnabas Aid today. And uh, we welcome you in the world of podcasting, wherever you are across this earth. And uh, we thank God for your life. And uh, here we go. We're going to go in for these 35, 40 minutes. Thank you that you're sharing everything that we do here. We really do appreciate it, and uh, may God bless you and strengthen you. Uh, you can find us on iHeartRadio and Spotify and Buzzsprout, uh, Amazon Music, and so many other social platforms that we push these out on. So we would uh, encourage you to uh, continue to share this stuff. But today we got Sandra with us. Sandra, good morning. Good morning. Lovely to see you today. Yes, um, the half term is... Well, it's whizzing by. <laughs> it just seems time is, is, is going fast at the moment. It is, isn't it? It seems to be disappearing very, very so quickly. So lots of things are happening in a very short time. Mm. And um, so today is a, uh, an important day. Um, it's the day that the world recognises um, persecution um, across the world, the ch- churches and It's actually today, is it? Apparently so, yes. Um, I was listening to UCB um, today and they said this is an important day and they had different people um, speaking. But um, so this is a particular time um, just focusing from now um, on, on the persecuted church. So I'm going to be focusing on... Um, what Barnabas Aid are doing, and they have a Suffering Church Action and Awareness Week from Sunday the 30th of October, which is coming up this week, isn't it? This Sunday for us. Um, And then it's um, to Sunday the 6th of November. Um, So, yeah, so Thursday today and then... um, you know, then there's this week, and then on the 6th of November is another important date, and that's the prayer for the um, International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, when the different organisations come together and pray and have um, there's stuff online and, and things. Um, so today is an overview, um, but we'll just briefly go back on, on what we were doing before. Um, Life of Brother Andrew, we were looking at, and at yeah. the Open Doors founder, and um, he was known for his Bible smuggling. And uh, I really appreciated um, the pod, the evening um, they did, um, the webinar, and it is on YouTube now, so you can go and have a look at it. And it's lovely that we've managed to find a God smuggler book. <laughs> and um, I found out some things that uh, I was right about. I remember reading it, but um, I wasn't sure whether I, I'd got the right, you know, details. Because you know, when you've read something a long time ago, and then you oh, read no. other things, you yeah. can get a bit muddled a bit with what belongs to to what. Um, but one thing they said was how God had equipped him, and they were saying that you know they can't be like Brother Andrew. Open doors will continue with the things that he laid out about the Bibles and sticking to scripture and what they're about, but they, they won't, they aren't the same sort of person. God particularly chose him. And um, they were saying just how he was as a young person and that he was full of adventure 
and he <laughs> wanted to be a spy to go behind enemy lines. He really and did. And she said that at the beginning, I wonder if it's in this one, she told me, told us that at the beginning of the book, there is a, a, a preface about, um, you know, him wanting to do this. Um, but it might not be in this one. It depends which, um, you know, which uh, version. But, uh, yeah, so he, he said, you know, that that was something he wanted to do. So he'd always had this thing as a child built into him. And then, as I say, he went to war uh, after the, the, the Second World War. He ended up um, joining the Dutch army. And, you know, he was quite reckless wow. in that. And he knew about God. Uh, but he hadn't actually sort of met God. He's, uh, you know, because of the, the things that had happened with the war, he was very disillusioned. Um, that's how it comes across if you read it. But then um, God really got a hold of him because he did get he did get wounded, and you know, reality um, struck. Um, you know that God sort of answered his prayer because he said you know why don't you shoot at me and he, he it says about the yellow straw hat I said about he, he did he say tried that. to he he wanted to be um Martha. easy to see by the, from the en- the enemy because he's seen such horrible things happen and so he said right well I'm just putting a yellow straw hat on and they can just shoot me yeah goodness uh, so but, you know but but, but, but God God but and the thing that he said, and the thing that comes out in here as well, is that he said God said to go. He never said I was coming back. Oh, God said to go. There's an interesting point. Yeah, just go. Just didn't, go. Didn't God say. said to go. Go, and he said need people who are willing to, to go. go and leave the rest to him. Very true. Um, which is very challenging. Extremely very challenging, challenging, Sandra. But what they said was um, one of the guys who was talking, um, he said about how um, he put people at their ease and how how down to earth and how humble he was and that when this guy went over to do that, it was a bit, there was going to be a big um, prayer gathering and everything yeah. in Holland mm. and... Um, he was going to speak and it was to do with open doors and um, um, he was involved in that and he said he took him to his garden and he started talking to him about all the be- all the things in his <laughs> garden. So this guy relaxed because he was all pent up about having to be in front of all these people and being next to Brother Andrew and everything. <laughs> and so he started talking to him and he was saying, now this plant needs so much water oh you have to be careful about what that one if you're looking after my garden you need to make sure (laughs) about this and he said it was so different and so you know and then he would say right come on we're gonna we're gonna um kneel before the father and he literally did kneel he used to kneel in prayer he kneeled kneeled in in prayer and he 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 just said like he, um, this guy was saying, just simple things. Mm. You know, he would, he wouldn't pray like polluted no. stuff. He would just say, you know, Father, look after such and such. You know, this that's, that needs to happen. You know, this sort sort this out. That you know, and um, and also what they said was how we were talking about about how he broke barriers and how he went and spoke 
to people in Hezbollah and, and people like that that Amazing. nobody else could do. But it was because of all those things that had happened previously and they had seen and they marvelled at, you know, what 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 God did and and he was and doors opened for him Literally. to do things, um, but they were saying he was very he was prophetic because he would say we need to go here like he he said about going into China before China was an issue, and then he he said you know about going um, sort you know being involved with Iraq Iran Iraq yeah. Syria. Huh. Um, and and you know how how God worked through him um, to to guide everything. Um, so they were asking like for prayers that they would stay in his way. Um, and they said that because he knew that you know he was getting older that there is a there is like a group there are a group of people who came together and they put in place um, uh, you know. Uh, I've, don't know what you call it, but anyway, um, principles or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, that I found that I found that very very interesting, and they were all going saying about the God Smuggler and how great you know what a, an amazing read it is um, for children and upwards. I mean, you know, um, I would say you know from yeah, what would you ten, say? Well, I would say for year six upwards, I, I, I've. You know, I think it would be okay. I mean, there are some, you know, gritty bits in it, but I mean, children in year six learn about World War Two, so you know, it's not not um, graphic or anything like that. You know, but yeah, so I think yeah, it is it is well worth reading and very encouraging and very challenging as well. So back to this now. How challenging is this? Okay, so. The um, title for their overview is War, D- Disaster, Famine, Disease, Persecution. Cool. Yeah. The Suffering Church Around the World Today. And um, so, you know, it says um, here we're using five categories. Across the earth, um, the, the, you know, people are suffering. And that can be just suffering, as in because a natural disaster has happened, everybody's affected. But sure. then looking at Christians, how mm-hmm. things have been weaponized, mm-hmm. so how um, food relief has been weaponized uh, against them, and how you know medicine and how they are being maltreated, and how uh, things are being ordered towards certain groups and things. So, um, whatever the case, our brothers and sisters desperately need our prayerful support. So that's the, the main point. And they've said that um, they've looked at um, the Global Conflict Tracker, which is managed by the Council on Foreign Relations. And at the moment, there are 26 wars, armed conflicts or areas of stability, instability across the world. Um, so, Ukraine... This conflict is also having a disastrous effect on food supplies around the world. Yemen, Ethiopia, Myanmar, Azerbaijan and uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. And so those are major issues at the moment that are affecting Christians then um, we, you know, there's 
other bits in in that, but I'm just giving mm-hmm. like an over, overview because um, we have talked about these things. Um, as we know, that there's an enclave in Azerbaijan which is Christian, and this um, sadly, you know, it, it looks like ethnic cleansing. They are trying to, they are sending um, messages warning these Armenian Christians in um, Nag. Nagoro Karabakh that if they don't go they will be killed and um, you know they they Azerbaijan are saying this is our land and you don't belong here and we want you out and uh, so there's been skirmishes and there was a you know a real terrible um, you know uh, military strike um, some a little bit in 2020 which was really bad um, and then it started up again recently. It started up again. Um, but, um, you know, they sort of stepped in. Some um, diff- <laughs> different countries stepped in and said, you know, there needs to be a, a ceasefire. Um, but things are very, things are very, very dodgy there. Um, then we've had disasters, natural disasters in Haiti. Two days, uh, there was a tropical storm which wreaked havoc. Many church buildings lay in ruins. A disaster in itself for the nation where the churches are vir- vital centres of lo- the local community. And they also had an earthquake um, which um, killed more than 2,000 and destroyed uh, uh, 37,000 homes as well. So they had the earthquake first and then two days later had the tropical storm. And that was in uh, August 2021 and and they're still recovering from that. Then in the Philippines, um, there was a typhoon in the December and that damaged 1.4 million homes. Um, And then uh, Conga... There was an earthquake, January 2022. And then there was a cyclone in Madagascar, um, which um, hit the country in two weeks. We don't hear a lot of these things. No, you don't. Really? At least um, 111 people died and people were drowned. We don't hear it at all, do we, really? um, Collapsed. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of things, and as we sort of talked about, you know, in the end times, these birth pains, and it seems these things are coming closer and closer together. And uh, and then um, they talk about Lebanon, which wasn't a natural disaster, but that was a bit of massive explosion, which affected lots of Christians because they lived near the port of Beirut. Um, and that's and COVID nineteen also had a devastating effect as well as they tried to like rebuild um, famine. Uh, around a billion people are without sufficient food to maintain their health and physical well being. Um, about forty nine billion are already facing famine, already near the point of death. How many? Uh, According to the World Food Programme, 49 million are already facing famine, already nearing the point of death. 
So that's 49 million and we have yes. 67 million roughly people living in the UK. Yeah. So when you look at the size of that, mm-hmm. no one should be hungry. There's so much food. But it's due mm. to, you know, Control. it's been exab- yeah. exacerbated by course, the course. conflict in Eastern Europe. Mm. Um, there's been um, extreme weather events, drought, floods, cyclones, plagues of locusts. Have all, all biblical, s- isn't it? Yeah. When you look at, when you read that out, it, it's so, yes. so end times. Yes. So in times. And, and this is what it's talking about, understanding the times. Understanding the times. You know, and having a right understanding and, and not getting um, despondent about things, but not having a false hope that things are going to get better because they're not going to get better. Yeah. Um, and if they do seem to get better, well, watch out because um, that's definitely on the doorstep. So, um Yeah. There's a lot um, happening, isn't there? And we can see this through the British Parliament. All the things that are happening in the government, all the things that are happening in the capital markets, in the finance markets, and everything is just up and down and spiralling and crashing. And yeah. So we're told all this. Yeah. So it's really important that the church understands the signs of the times. Yeah. To strengthen us, to guide yes. us, to, to, to enable us to stand, to to endure what lies ahead and That's for us it. not to be fearful. Yeah, which is what that scripture mm. is, by your endurance you will gain your souls. But I think it is this um, heavenly um, aspect um, that we need to be bringing to people. It's not about um, saving the world. No, no, it's correct. It's not. We we need to be good stewards. Yes, we need to look after things. Yes, but we cannot save the world. It's impossible. God is the one who is sovereign and overall, Mm -hmm. and He created the world, and He knows when it will, why it's around, and for how long, and everything, And, and you know, and. We know scriptures are being fulfilled, and we know he says it will wear out like a garment. Yeah, it will burn up and, and go in flames. And, you know, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. But so, you know, it is very, what's the word? Uh, presumptuous. It's getting towards the Tower of Babel. We're there. what we're saying that Definitely. we are going to save the world. And everybody's scrabbling to do things. Save the planet. Which will have no benefit and will actually cause more harm to yeah. these people here definitely we're, we're seeing um, we're seeing a know, lot so about net do, zero i mean as he said as um patrick sukudu who is the um the the founder of barnabas aid mm-hmm. says pray for discernment you yeah. know because yeah, yeah. uh and don't get caught up in the the things that you see going on you know um you know and don't be um taken by you must love your neighbor what comes first love the lord your god with all all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and then 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 love your neighbor but we're getting accused of not loving our neighbor because (laughs) we're not giving money out for the, to the environment or whatever else it is, the latest thing, and we're being, you know, but we've got to get it the right way around. It's, it's the, when you're talking about save the planet and all that, that net zero, the biggest drive that we've seen is to 
save the planet, net zero, uh, to get the uh, U values down, houses, this and that, completely compliance, and it's all it's all pressing towards saving the planet. When the scripture says, you know, uh, very clearly, very clearly. So if if the church would to study and preach and look at end times, we would understand the signs of the times. Yes. But there are a lot of believers literally grabbing, doing what a lot are doing and tree hugging and all that sort of stuff, save the planet. But if I was to study creation and the rapture of the church, I would understand what is going to happen. The, the, and as you're saying, and as what we're looking at here, there are many signalers, plagues, famines, wars, mm. rumours of wars, persecution. Persecution. To, to signal what? The end, the yeah. birth pains of the end. And, but and so many Christians. Prepared, mm. yeah, to have the pressure of when I say these things, you know, that I'm being unkind, I'm not caring, I'm not loving. Because and we've been brought is, up know, in a church that is looking for revival um, in a so, westernised stadium effect when actually when you read the scripture it says famines wars rumors yes. of wars desolation children rising against parents yes. lawlessness yes. famines yes. plagues and persecution yes so the church needs to preach yeah, the end time Luke we are in 21. the preparation of the bride yeah yeah the preparation of the bride yeah, and people are hungry for. We're referring now to to answers. God, where are you? Help me, lead me. So we are living in very powerful times. So the persecuted yeah. church is the is the indicator. So uh, you know, I'm I'm not saying. I mean, as I say, I do agree that you know I will tell children. Yeah. You know, when I'm teaching, yeah, we need to look after things. We need to look after things. We need to not waste things. It's good that. You know, um, the the ingenuity of man that we're finding new ways to do things, that's not bad. But when it comes to restricting and having to do certain things, then that's that's not good. And And I don't think it's helping people. But anyway, that's my opinion. Okay. And look at the scripture. uh, You know, I've been looking at Luke 21. And, um, you know, because... I'm concerned for my brothers and sisters and what's going on with them and what what I see and how God is moving through that. And they're not interested in that. They're interested no, no. about, Lord, <laughs> give me my daily bread. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, where's my daily yeah, bread yeah, coming yeah. from? Yeah. And, you know, and they're it's looking Funny you should him. say that, Sandra. There's a picture I've just clicked on online. It was, I think it was in... Um, was it open door? I was just flicking through the, the, the persecuted church ministries. Funny you should say that. There's a guy squatting down with a big box next to him yeah. with Bibles in it. Oh, right. And, he's, okay. and it's like they've just turned up a big box of Bibles and he's like almost devouring yes, this Bible. That, that's it. It's like... And look, these, these yeah, ones, they're just yeah, yeah. so that's grateful. It. Yeah, just, just... So grateful. So grateful for a Bible. For that and for you know the food just that they've been given yeah. just a little bit of food and water and they're and they're worshiping the lord about that and um you know i will be talking about a few of the um 
different projects. So let's get back to this and let's not get uh, go no, off. No. But anyway, so 20 million people are at risk of malnutrition in the Horn of Africa and neighbouring East African countries because of persistent droughts that have led to crop failure and death of livestock. Wow. In northern Nigeria, uh, Kenya has experienced failure of four rainy seasons in a row. It's the worst drought in 40 years. Wow. Other badly affected countries are um, Djibouti, Ethiopia, Sudan and Somalia. And then um, Christians, as I said, um, suffer extra deprivation because of their faith in Jesus. Already among the most impoverished and vulnerable to disaster, they are often pushed to the bottom of the list when it comes to receiving aid or excluded altogether. A family of starving Christian converts in um, Sri Lanka were deliberately given food contaminated with rat droppings. A desperately hungry pastor in India was denied food aid and authorities telling him to pray to Jesus if he wanted something to eat. Displaced Chin uh, Christians in Myanmar have been left out of plans made by the country's military government to distribute international funded aid. So, you know, that is that is really serious. Extremely you know, serious, and, um, You know, and as I say, I know we're facing difficulties, but... On a scale, ours are much lighter, you know, than what these people um, are dealing with. And, you know, I just thank God for my daily bread. I really do when I read these things. And um, then the disease, um, COVID-19 pandemic. The church in India has suffered the loss of more than 20,000, two, sorry, 2,000 pastors and Christian leaders to COVID-19. To compound the grief of their family and friends, many churches and ministries were left leaderless. Some have been forced to close. Christians in Nepal suffered a similar desperate situation. Like famine, disease does not discriminate on the basis of religion. Yet statistically, Christians are likely to be among the poorest in society and therefore cannot pay for medicine and uh, treatment. This is the case in India, Indonesia, Myanmar, Sri Lanka, to give just four examples, and uh, Kurdistan and uh, Turkmenistan. Um, Impoverished Christians earning their living by casual labour we're also among those to suffer most from lockdown and other restrictions on activities. And uh, so it gives a, a list there of, of places, Albania, Angola, Armenia, Bangladesh, Botswana, um, Bukhina Faso, Cameroon, Chad, Democratic Republic, Congo, Egypt, Eswanti. Uh, Ethiopia, Georgia, so 40 countries, um, Uganda, India, Indonesia, Kenya, uh, Lebanon, Madagascar, Mali, uh, Mozambique, uh, Myanmar, Liberia. Um, the list is endless. Yes, yes. So, but on the upside, um, you know, Barnes but A's were there and they have provided for all those places 
which I've just spoken about. So thank Amazing. you, Lord, for that. And they show a picture here where they are providing the aid. Look at that. How um, amazing. Yeah. So Praise God. Um, and, and, of course, you've got refugees now fleeing to um, these countries where there are tr- there are now there are problems. And so uh, they've also um, found Afghan Christians there and being Have able they? to, yeah, be able to um, help them. And, yeah, so... Um, and then an, another form. So we've been through the war, disaster, famine, famine, disease, and now we're on to persecution. So uh, China and North Korea, um, uh, how the 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 disease or COVID has affected them. They're not allowed to hold in-person services. And now because of the crackdown on the online stuff, they can't live stream either. And North Korea, this is interesting. I didn't know this. I mean, they said that they knew that, um, although the authorities said there wasn't any COVID there, there was. But then apparently in June <laughs> there wasn't 2000, any COVID there. 2022, oh the authorities also... Um, admitted the existence of another widespread illness, an intestinal problem, and it's thought by the international health experts that it could be typhoid or cholera. Really? Yes. God, that's so serious. So, and that is, well, again, because Mm. they're, you know, impoverished and not being, you know, they've not got good good nutrition there and everything. So, um, and there's no churches... Um, to provide or to seek help for that. So yes, um, and so they're then saying that the, the there's been an increase in infectious diseases, malaria, tuberculosis, to name but a few. Um, yes, and then um, so we're they're committed to the Lord Jesus Christ and. Governments, authorities, terrorists, religious extremists, communities, neighbours, even family and friends, um, and those meeting out different ideologies and belief systems such as uh, Islamism, communism, uh, religious nationalism, um, and increasing secularism are all bringing pressure on Christians. So... We have Islam bringing pressure and we know about Afghanistan and how that's risen to number one. And there, are, But the amazing thing is they're estimated a 5,000 to 8,000 Christians are in Afghanistan. Wow. Um, but we sadly, we, we also know that the um, Taliban are going house to house searching for them and also um, looking at mobile phones to see if there's any Christian data on them. Um, so, and then in Iran, uh, we know that there's been revival there and that it's, the authorities do not want people worshipping in Farsi, which Hmm. is Persian, which was the language, you know, um, before they took over, there was the, the, yeah, so traditional language and they don't want them to speak that. So, and people who speak Farsi, 
um, are people who've converted from Islam and um, and they're the main targets of persecution. Um, and then we've got Saudi Arabia, Maldives, um, Mauritania, Somalia and other other places um, where we know you know Islam is very strong and we talked about that with about the holidays and people going on holiday on these things Azerbaijan and uh, you know the um, Central Asia Kurdistan Kurdistan uh, Kurd, Kurd, apologies I'm trying Kurd, to get my mouth around these Kurdistan Kurdistan and then it's yeah Kurdistan it's so difficult to pronounce the ocean. Kyrgyzstan and Turkmenistan, I know that, and Uzbekistan. Yeah. Okay, we'll grasp that. Yeah. So, yeah, we know there are lots of places. We've got communism in China. And we've got a dictatorship, um, North Korea, Vietnam, Laos, Eritrea, um, and we've had coups uh, in Myanmar and, and uh, unrest in Sri Lanka, um, you know, people wanting a particular religion, like India. Yeah. Um, so, but so he, then he says, after all that, he says, the church in the West does not in general experience persecution, though opposition from dominant ideologies of secular humanism could yet turn into fully fledged persecution. Christians need to be spiritually ready for the suffering and opposition that may appear in years to come, looking to our suffering brothers and sisters around the world for encouragement. So he says we need to look to those stories of encouragement and be careful about false teachers preaching false hope and and giving way to fear uh, and Jesus says um, that he doesn't want them to succumb to either a false hope or faithless despair and um, he offers us comfort um, but you know we need to be ready for these things so he then said, you know, this is the, what the main thing is, is uh, Luke 21. Yeah. And he says, um, from verse 8, so the teacher, well, verse 7, so the, they asked him, saying, teacher, but when will these things be? And what signs will there be that these things are about to take place concerning um yeah, the end end times, and he says, "Take heed that you do not you're not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he." Um, and then verse ten, he says, "Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom." And then um, verse eleven, and there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines, and pestilence, yeah. and there will be great yeah. fear. Um, and great signs from the heavens but before all these things they will lay their hands on you and persecute you delivering you up to synagogues and prisons you will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake and we know that's happening but we also know that god you know what jesus said he said 
Um, therefore, settle it in your hearts, that's verse 14, not to meditate b- beforehand on what you will answer. And we know from a lot of um, yeah, testimonies lots. that people have just prayed and God has given them amazing words to say to judges yeah. and Open prison guards yeah. and all sorts of people. And that has really, you know, changed things. I mean, some have been martyred, but some have been set free. And they've gone on to preach the gospel. And they've those people who... Um, witnessed that yeah uh, have come to christ as well amazing really powerful um, sandra so i always want to balance things yes. it's not that i'm saying you know like he says i've not got false hope but within it god is at work our, our heavenly father uh, he is he is at work and he is sovereign and he says you know um then it says uh, you know about being betrayed by parents, brothers, relatives, friends, and that we know is happening, especially through Islam. It's and, a global um, thing now, though, isn't it? Uh, even yeah, if you, even if you strip out the world religion that we're looking at, it's everywhere, isn't it? The, mm. We are seeing on the platform of life the the rise for the forerunners of the Antichrist, aren't we? Yeah. We can see, can't we, desolation. We can hear, we read in of plagues, wars, rumours of wars, mm-hmm. the, the ungodliness, the lawlessness, everything that, that speaks very clearly mm-hmm. about what you're saying. So it's global now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, we're also that, that, that quiet drum that's very carefully being uh, tapped is um, cashless society. Very yes. interesting. The place that one of the places yeah. I work, from a certain day, will not be taking cash. Oh, wow. A general organisation wow. will not be taking cash if you okay. want to buy uh, food, drink from their cafeteria. Oh, wow. Cashless. Okay. So we are creeping very quickly. Yes, because then there's a control and, and you know, yeah. you can decide who you want to let yeah. have yeah, the yeah, access yeah. and who not yeah. because that's and what every, they're doing with the pandemic. That's what they're doing with the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it's everything. Well, you know, green, you can yeah. go, red, yeah. red, you can't go. Um, so he says, um, you will be hated by all but for my name's sake, mm-hmm. but not a hair on your head will be lost. Wow. By your patience, possess your souls, which is also in one translation, by your endurance, you will gain your souls. So he's saying, you know, I, you, you know, um, you've trusted in me and, you know, you will go to be with me and you know i you know i'll never leave you i'll never forsake you and you are mine and and we'll be for eternity um so yeah and he's just saying you know to take courage and strengthen these days and there is so much in here i mean you know when i look at it you know each time i mean yeah it is it is encouraging you know um what what what's in here the the bible you know was so so much yeah that we can um look at and be encouraged and know that our brothers and sisters are being encouraged because as he says we are to be channels of god's blessing in our communities and this is our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted that's what they want to be through our prayers and our loving care for one another we can be salt and light to make known the gospel by the living 
godly lives and being countercultural. That's what God is calling us to, each one of us. And our brothers and sisters are praying for us and we're to be praying for them. And, um, you know, he says about some may feel a call, as we've talked about during the summer, um, to be part of putting wrong wrongs right and injustices um, by becoming a lawyer, by, uh, you know, um, yeah, being a voice for the voices, getting involved in, in one of these organisations, get, getting involved with politics, although people say, oh, no, don't. But there is a need for this salt to be everywhere. You know, the church um, that... Christians are needed in politics to give that other voice, to give that other narrative. And we need to pray for, for people who are, are leaders. And, um, yeah, so Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. Um, Thank you, Jesus. And he says, you know, he will keep us. Thank you, Father. Um, so, yeah. Lots so going on, have Sandra. a look. Yeah, have a look at you know, Luke 21. And um, if you are in this, uh, you know, this uh, in the UK, you can get hold of um, the Barnabas Fund materials. I'm going to be um, looking at their devotional in the next couple of weeks. Uh, well, for the next week and uh, see how I get, you know, each day to, to look at what they're saying. Because we do want to be equipped and I do take um, strength from what I hear um, our persecuted brothers and sisters are doing by, you know, by God's grace, how has he, he has enabled them to stand in tremendous um, pressure. And um, so that gives me, um, you know, courage and strength as well. So, so there you go. That was what I felt we were to look at um, today. Excellent, Sandra. Thank um, you is, so much. You know, Jesus said these things would happen, but we're not to be dismayed. Take hope and courage from the now suffering church as things get tough for us. That's Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's my conclusion. Yeah, Sandra, we got thank go. you very much. We've got to go. We're off. We're off. We're off. Wherever you are today. You've been joining Sandra and myself. We thank you so much. You can find all this on Spotify iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and so many other social platforms that we uh, push these out from and also you can go on to Release International, Barnabas Aid, you can go into Voice of the Martyrs, CSW, uh, Open Doors, the, the list is endless and advocacy, we haven't even looked at that, maybe one time we look at that as well, that other ministry that uh, we just, um, the door opened and we just see that a few weeks ago, so wherever you are today we just pray that you will just seek God because we are in end times but all is well because he is king God bless thank you very much Sandra take care we'll see you soon God bless bye bye thank you for listening to Ian Church Swanley's latest podcast you can find us on Buzzsprout Spotify Apple Music iHeartRadio Google Play Alexa Mixcloud Facebook Instagram and YouTube 